0: I'm Betcha's co-founder, Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Batches Media presents. I would like to speak to America's men for 1 minute.
1: That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here.
0: Can I provide a definition? No, mm-hmm. I can't. Batches Up Podcast.
2: Like how are people surviving?
0: Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman.
2: I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie
0: Tamarez. And this is the Vegas Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. And continue laughing today, we will. Millie, I'm glad to see you're with us. It sounded like your electricity was so concerned about the fire that you were going to unleash today that it went down. Well, Do you have a back?
3: Yeah, I, I, I got, you know, I thought it was like, listen, I paid my bill. I know Con Ed, whatever. But um, it was because I have so much going on that I blew the fuse because really? there's so much fire happening. Yep. The fuse has been blown.
0: Everyone's ready. Everybody, everybody is ready. Ugh, what? Here we are. We are now on the third day of waiting for House Republicans to choose a leader so that the House can <laughs> resort, resume its business. And it's just becoming funnier and funnier. Every day to literally watch it be Groundhog's Day. I mean, as we're speaking, they're probably about to take, I got to get C SPAN on my phone so I can watch a seventh vote for this man. Have we is been there enjoying yourselves? SPAN app, do you have it, Amanda? I'm ashamed to say I don't, but I'm sure there is.
1: Yeah. They're really okay, funny because they, they will actually email,
0: like, this is a uh, game recognized game, but they will, like, email our, you know, like, hi, like our, our marketing department and be like, don't forget to tag us in the videos from SUP, please. And I'm like, okay, sorry.
3: Oh, man. It's public
0: video, C SPAN thought
3: it was public okay but they want they want the cloud amanda they do they They want want the cloud and they're like listen we know we know that you are taking everything from us
0: listen Um, you're gonna hear jimmy gomez at the end of this at the end of this because after we posted him we got to connect with him and uh talk to him about uh, and just talk to his four-month-old baby about uh about what's going on in there but for some more background here currently no members have been sworn in to the house of representatives this is kind of the craziest part of it to me, like it, it is quite farcical that they can't uh, figure out a leader. That they've got these holdouts, but the fact that like the government's not, there's it's not functioning. If there were to be like a another issue, I mean, another issue with Russia and Iran, like these are not awesome times with Russia and Iran. China's always kind of simmering. There is not a Congress, I believe, that can like pass legislation to react in an emergency.
2: No, yeah, they can't begin any of their official business, and it's such like. I don't know. It's such a perfect metaphor for the people who we're handing power over to in this moment and exactly why they shouldn't have it and how actually absurd the entire situation is. And it kind of like, I don't know, it puts into perspective that even as I've been frustrated with Democratic majorities, the Democratic House or whatever, it reminds you that like... At least they're functional. Like Nancy Pelosi didn't take votes where she was going to be humiliated seven times in a row. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Like there is a value to having a government that is functional and, and to electing sane people who actually care about the processes of governance. And we're seeing... Basically, with the House, what happens when you elect a bunch of people who actually don't give a fuck if our government functions or works or passes bills or has even like the like the Speaker of the House is the third person in line to the presidency. And now it's just TBD because now it's Senator Murray.
0: (laughs) She's third in line right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I asked her the other day. I was like, "If I were you, I would like be really careful and like not go for like a hike." And she was just like, "I'm from Washington. I'm going to hike." And I was like, "All right, fair, fine." Too. They they, go, just, they have go on first patties. dates there, Amanda. I they definitely do because she was like, "No, I'm hiking. I am not." Yeah, hiking.
3: that's 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 like asking someone to not eat like a slice of uh, pizza or something here. Or, like sometimes I think crazy. about where
0: I probably disagree with our followers the most is probably on the joys of hiking.
3: I Listen think a lot. Listen, because I don't, I don't get a. a an I up walked to up a walk- single
0: hill in Asheville at the Biltmore <laughs> Estate, and I was like, "This poor man, like he's not going to go on a hike until he retires with me." But anyway, somebody <sighs> well, else anyway, who, sorry. somebody no. who is on a hike, a Sisyphean hike, is uh, is Kevin McCarthy. He's looking happier today because you know I read this morning and heard a little bit that he's given some additional concessions that may revive his bid for the speakership. One of them <laughs> basically allows. This is crazy. Every single member to allow for a vote to oust a speaker. This has changed quite a bit over time, but I believe before this or at some point it was half of members. Then he was like, okay, it can be five of you. And I was like, fine. A single one of you can say, I want to vote to replace Kevin, who might barely be installed if he is. And that can happen. And they they can do this. They can do this again. But I'm honestly fine with that because to me, it seems then at least there's a speaker. At least Mm -hmm. we can get going with congress at least we can get going with congress and then and then like call their vote later or whatever but something we didn't actually get to yesterday was you know the potential negotiations with democrats like those videos with AOC talking to Matt Gates and Paul Gosar and she said afterwards you know they were asking me to uh, negotiate but it was really interesting just seeing those videos and seeing that side of the job
3: yeah i mean i think people for like the thing is we view these people so polarized online, but they still have to work in the same office together. And I mean, it just goes to show like on one end, you don't want to make any concessions with the devil and all this stuff and everything. Mm -hmm. So, but on the other end, it's like, yeah, Matt Gates and Paul Goldsard. That's why you don't talk shit about your coworkers online because (laughs) then you have to, then you want them to do something for you and they're politely telling you to fuck off. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess you know maybe maybe whatever this may show I'm unqualified for the political correspondent <laughs> job, but could you explain to me how Hakeem Jeffries has won more like votes but can't be voter or speaker of the house, but Kevin
0: McCarthy like we're continuing because I see yeah, that yeah. Hakeem. I think because it has to be an actual majority of votes, not just a plurality. It's not just the most out of any votes. It's actually half of the people agreed that you can be in charge. And the way that he could potentially get there is if some Republicans, I think, vote present, which is what we might see happen today. But what they were asking Democrats to do was the thing that the thing to that's also fascinating to keep in mind as you're watching this is that democrats have to stay there have to be all four, four, 35 people have to be in that room i'm sure there might be some outstanding for particular personal reasons so they were being asked like cuz for every person that leaves that's one less person that kevin mccarthy needs it's just the it's the members in the room so i think the video that we saw aoc saying absolutely not to matt gates was him saying like will you guys leave um unsure what paul gosar who 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 tweeted an anime video about killing her was was talking to her about but I don't see any, any upside to Democrats doing that for them. Do you? No. And
3: also, I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm cynical, but like we were saying, it's so funny because we were saying with predictions of of the 2024 election, if DeSantis and Trump run against each other, how good that would look for Biden (laughs) and how good that would look for Democrats. And... They took that ball and ran with it in the beginning of the year, like just showing because I think a lot of, you know, the narrative is like Democrats can't run and govern just like Elise was saying earlier and all this stuff. But it's like this infighting only looks good to <laughs> like us, oh, like it's like mm-hmm. we can yeah. at least keep it together a little bit.
2: Yeah, like I mean, I do think. Obviously, there will come a point where it's like, okay, we have to get the House of Representatives up and running. Yeah. yeah. But right now, to make them go through this historic kind of display of incompetency, I don't see why Democrats wouldn't let them do it. And also, I don't see why Democrats would do that for Kevin McCarthy. Kevin Mm -hmm. McCarthy is someone who refused to hold people accountable for January 6th, even Mm -hmm. though he is on record blaming Trump for January 6th. -hmm. He has been a complete piece of shit to the Democrats Mm -hmm. the entire time. Like, I honestly think if Democrats want to play ball, they should be like, you should put up someone who's more palatable to us and then we'll vote for that person. Mm -hmm. Because I, my, my feeling is like, Kevin McCarthy spent so much time tap dancing for the right wing of his party Mm -hmm. and they're fucking him over. Mm -hmm. And if he had maybe been a reasonable colleague to some of his Democrat, like to to some people across the aisle, if he had maybe had a spine with regards to January 6th or the impeachment or Mm -hmm. any of this other stuff, Mm -hmm. maybe there would be some Democrats willing to help him out on this in his speakership bid, but he decided that he was going to try to do this with only Republican support. And Mm -hmm. now look what he got himself.
3: And that's a great, that's a great point because it's not even about different points of view because I can see if Liz Cheney was in this position, someone who has played ball, someone who has abhorrent views is anti-abortion is definitely a racist. Um, but has played ball and can be decent. You know, I can mm-hmm, totally mm-hmm. or even Alisa Murkowski or um Susan Collins,
2: like that type I, of person. That
3: type of person, a Mitt Romney that you know that type of I know they're all senators but like No, yeah, again, you're right. They you know, Democrats would be like, "You know what? I don't really fuck with them, but we need to get it moving." But exactly. Kevin McCarthy has over and over again refused refused to have anything of a spine and let the craziest people in his fucking party run wild forgot like didn't kick out Marjorie Taylor Greene like all this crazy
0: shit and you know what well well well
3: if it isn't the consequences of my own actions
0: he made his bed exactly. he made his bed I just imagined him getting into bed and he just kicks he's like oh there's Marjorie and just everything of course of course this was this was inevitable hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. And like you said, even to make this happen for himself, he's demanding these these concessions that almost render him powerless. like Literally, he's just going to be the person that exists so that the government can function. Like I said, basically, he's like, fine, only one of y'all can get rid of me. If that just gets us a speaker, like they're just not going to govern. And I'm changing the subject a little bit, but it's like they've they've asked multiple – I've seen multiple Republicans either currently in Congress or previously on CNN, on MSNBC saying that what's happening is embarrassing to their party. And if they can't even get this together for the speaker vote, this is going to happen – With everything Mm -hmm. they try to do. And they're going to look like fools. And it's going to be magnificent for us. Good.
2: And with that concession, I mean, that choice that one person can call for him to be removed at any time. He is literally handcuffing himself to the exact people who are humiliating him Mm -hmm. over and over and over again right now. The people who have shown, like, we do not give a fuck about the house, about... Mm -hmm a single piece of legislation being passed, worked on, we don't give a fuck about you, this party, anyone, he is handcuffing himself to them and basically saying, yeah, I'll do anything you want, ever, ever, ever. Let me be speaker. And if I ever step out of line, you can just try to recall me and make me go through all of this again. It's really, it's it's sick. <laughs>
3: I don't understand how they're supposed to run. I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's say Kevin is speaker, but it's like, What policies are these crazy people who don't give a fuck about government going to agree on someone like AOC with and the squad like they everyone has to get on at least a majority of somebody has to get on board about something. And if these outliers are, you know, it's just like I don't even if Kevin is speaker like they're not going to pass
2: anything. No, this is this was their easiest job. Yeah, this
0: is the easiest.
2: And they don't have. If you look at if you look at what this house is gearing up to do, they don't have legislative goals in terms of things that they want to pass bills to change this or that or the other. Their goals are investigate Hunter Biden's laptop, try (laughs) to find a way to impeach Biden so that Biden gets impeached too. Um, investigate whoever the fuck. Like all of their political goals for taking over the house are just kind of also related to like <laughs> shenanigans. They don't yeah. have yeah. goals regarding governance at all,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like even. Yes, these members will be sworn in, but to get back to work on what? Like their their own the other concession that he had to get from them basically was like, okay, fine, we won't do any spending. I'll make sure that all the spending bills you can say whatever you want and voice all of your objections. He's putting more Freedom Caucus members on the Rules Committee. Jesus Christ! These these guys and there's ladies too. They don't. They have no objective other than to get attention for themselves and like this is maybe the only job they can get hired for. Like where mm-hmm. else is George Santos going to fucking work? Although he knows where who butters his bread. That's why he's voting for Kevin McCarthy. Do you guys think his name is George Santos? No. He's, is he what? Is he Brazilian? He I says his he mother is. was Brazilian – but yesterday, I asked because the video yesterday of him, like they had to call his name like ten times before he was like, "Oh shit, that's me!" Like, uh, and people were like, Isn't "That's not there his last also name." Also,
2: reportedly, another name like that was has been floated. Oh right,
0: well he he made up the not last name like zebrowski or something but he like fully invented that for himself the
3: the jewish um what i was gonna say is santos in brazil is like smith it's like the most common last name in brazil so that's the only reason why i feel like
0: he actually might his name actually might be santos and he just was not paying attention it's just so funny because i was talking to chris burns about this like if any of us we have all started new jobs And when women start jobs, generally, you really want to impress your first day. You're like walking on eggshells. Can you imagine just being anything other than on the edge of your seat listening for your name to do the one job you have that day? I would just be sitting there listening for Amanda Duberman. That's all I would be doing. And this motherfucker
2: just scrolling his phone. I don't think think that we can honestly believe a (laughs) single thing he's ever said. No. Like I've down to his name, truly, I think every single thing needs to go back and we need <laughs> documentation to believe any any word that has come out of this fan's mouth. It is Unreal the amount of stuff that he, ha- yeah, like honestly, George Santos does need to show us his birth certificate because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a birther yeah,
0: yeah, when it like, comes
3: to George yeah. Santos. George Santos, yeah, no, no, George no, Santos uh, birther. No Trump, but I want to see this man's birth certificate. Absolutely, also, there's so many super cuts of him. Like, like people made really funny videos of him. Like, uh, whatever. Like week? zoning out on, on this week. I will say you know okay just to get a little bit you know stray a little bit off as you know you know taylor swift's not saying anything but guess what our girl cardi b's been saying a lot about a lot of issues and she brought up recently black twitter correspondent the price of lettuce and how mm-hmm. crazy expensive lettuce is. And it's been a big debate because people are like, you're a millionaire. And she's like, I still have a budget and I'm noticing yeah. and I want to use my platform to bring awareness to these issues.
2: Right. Also, sh- like she can just, know, even if she's a millionaire, she can notice and have empathy for other people and be like, wow, this basic good is really expensive. That's exactly. probably hurting other people.
0: Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what she said. But had she been dumb about the price of lettuce, people also would have clowned her. Anyway, good. No, yeah, exactly. If she didn't know what
3: the price of lettuce was, there, there's no winning. People are just going to hate no matter what. And she says like, "I pay attention to what the whatever." Anyway, the whole point is that Millie got in the comments cuz Millie loves reading the comments. And someone was like, "Uh, like Republican, you know, everything seems cheaper when Republicans are in power."
4: Mm.
3: And or it's like, "Oh, it's because of Democrats or something." And back to like the house thing, it's like you know, I asked, and this is what I'm. What we're talking about, House leadership. I was like, what is Republicans' policy to lower the price of lettuce? And it's like, yeah. they don't have policies. No. Their entire shit is, again, Hunter Biden. Yeah, and like the impeach Biden's, Donald yeah. Trump. It's a fucking crazy shit. Or like, inc- increase... Increase taxes on the poor. Like, they don't
2: have or any. Like, you know I mean? investigate drag queens for yeah. Yeah, whatever like the fuck. Like. Breaking up
3: school story hour. Fucking, or like drag queens
0: spe- reading books. Fucking banning books. Well, that's you the thing. Know? Like, if all this meant was that they don't have a leader. I'll let this – we don't care. We don't care how long this we goes on. As long as, yeah. But it Talk is. Them. it does mean that like – and, you know, I do have a little bit of faith that if there were some sort of like geopolitical escalation that they were made aware of that they would act, but they could have. We wouldn't know. I mean, there are members th- this morning that was like, I had a meeting with the Joint Chiefs, but they couldn't get mm-hmm. into the room because they didn't have like – they did not have the um, the security clearance yet because they hadn't been sworn in. I think it's even the old members, like the existing ones, they have to be sworn in. I was ta- when I was talking to Representative Gomez this morning. He was like, "I, I don't know what term I-, I asked to confirm the term he was in." He was like, "I'm not quite sure. Like we don- we don't know. We don't know what's going on." They- he's like, "Been t- has his infant but, out down the floor for three days." The yeah, fucking crazy thing
2: there. though is that, like, yeah, let's say there was a geopolitical event and it's like, okay, we need the House to be sorted. What would happen is that Democrats would vote for Kevin McCarthy to sort it yeah, out. Yeah, good point. Like that mm-hmm. that would, that would be the would best case solved. scenario
0: for Kevin the, McCarthy.
2: I mean literally like Democrats would just bite the bullet because they they would put The governance of this country and the functioning of our Congress over the fact that this guy sucks. I don't think they have any reason to do that right now. But that is actually how that problem would get solved. It would not be that these Republicans would be like, okay, fine, we'll vote for Kevin. It would be Democrats who solve it.
3: I mean, that is, you want to talk about Republican policy and Republican governance, that's it. It's Mm -hmm. fucking being terrible and doing nothing until Democrats feel bad enough to
0: get something done. And there you fucking have it. It's really satisfying because, you know, when we were saying Dems in disarray, like you said, this was this was days or weeks before Nancy would ever dare call a vote. This, this, this level of lack of unity with Democrats is certainly possible and is probably haven't, but not, not when you're calling seven votes. She deals with it before. No. And I am really delighting in the Republicans finally having their own version of like a Joe Manchin messaging problem because uh-huh. – you know people are like republicans can't get it together republicans can't get it together and that is accurate but it's also only 20 of them like i can tell they've been told to go on tv and say it's 90% of us are are fine with this it's like they're they're like you know looking for tips for how democrats explained away joe manchin but you know they weren't willing to help us when no. he was yeah? when he was on mm-hmm. the fence and i have no problem you know using the narrative to generalize about all republicans in this case because they they did like they They made their bed. Like it's 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 bizarre that now Kevin McCarthy is like the establishment candidate. They also had to make him promise that he wouldn't support any like primary challengers to any Republicans that were like in safe districts. Because I think that's like that's part of why they're mad at him. And what what's another thing that is hard for me to understand is that isn't Trump saying please just vote for Kevin? And it it seems like what a lot of these holdouts do is it's out of loyalty for Trump. But it's almost like they're out trumping Trump at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah,
3: I mean, I hope Trump is doing that after Kevin basically tanked his career for fucking Trump. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's the least he could do. But also, isn't Trump falling out of favor between a lot of Republicans, too? So it's like,
0: uh, how interesting? Yeah, Do you think they're going (laughs) to do eight or nine or 10 votes? Votes? Well, it's just. It seems like what the, what McCarthy's best hope is, and based on what I was hearing this morning, which is that, you know, they actually did dis- have a discussion, which is good because it didn't seem like they did that before yesterday because it was just the same thing. Oh, my God. And, like, yeah, I don't think they, they
2: – Why would they chat before? Why would they chat?
0: No, they, like, canceled their pizza party. Um, they canceled their pizza and salad party maybe because the lettuce is so expensive.
2: But it well, seems like
0: they've actually had a chat. They were like – it's so funny, like, reading Politico because it's like they work till midnight. It's like, yeah, people work till midnight sometimes and actually discuss these concessions that i went through which like i said make him a basically powerless speaker about to have to govern this very disunited or lack of like not united caucus i think i think if it goes to 8 then it's going to go to 20 like or, mm. or if it goes past 7 because if if what they talked about last night doesn't move enough people they're still talking and like introducing introducing each other it looks to me like they might be letting a lot of these holdouts talk maybe to like mm get their last word in before they ultimately vote for him. Or just, again, if they, like, can't stand him, they can just vote present. Like, I don't think there's any way that they get to 218 for him. But hopefully this happens today because, I mean, this is not important, and I said this on TikTok, but, like, there are people in there that every day they're going, they think they're getting sworn in. You know how long it takes to do your hair and makeup? What if you only brought one outfit? Like, this is so annoying on so many levels.
2: Yeah. And the Democrats do just have to sit there. I mean, I also just want to note, like, you know, Nancy Pelosi, lover, hater, like, you know, she's not like, Nancy Pelosi is not like someone who embodies my exact political views. No, But she, it really helps you appreciate how mm-hmm. fucking good of a job she did and how fucking hard that job is mm-hmm. and how she stood there for years as the first woman to fucking do it. And she also did it better than any of them. And for Kevin McCarthy to take over after her, after someone who was such a successful speaker, Mm -hmm. it's also, I think, even more embarrassing.
3: Well, yeah, it's like successful. And it's just like, teaches me like, yeah, she's whipping votes before anything goes anywhere. And like, she's getting, again, the Democratic tent I don't know. One can argue is bigger than the Republican 10. It has more disparate. You know, you have people far on the left, people in the center. You have a Joe Manchin. You know,
2: so, yeah. But,
3: I mean, again, he's a senator, but you know what I mean, like. But when we're talking about representative views in the tent of Democrats, there's all these, and for Nancy to like, again, have whipped them all together, get everyone on board before we fucking embarrass ourselves. Yeah, it, and you she know, had a true. teeny
2: tiny majority. Her ma- that majority last the the last Congress, her majority was what five? Like it was it was yeah, as it was slim crazy. as and what she Kevin McCarthy huge, is dealing with. Huge,
0: huge things with them, and it's like at. At any time, it's like, yes, I think the Democratic Party has uh, factions. I, it would be an interesting, like, thought experiment to, to see who's who has more factions, whether Republicans and, and how, like, who has a bigger – who has a bigger spectrum. But, like, it's just very reassuring and I think it should reassure Americans or, or really, like, speak to independents that there's only one party that's members will just sort of, like – Okay, this is what needs to get done. They agreed with, they disagreed with certain parts of spending bills for the military. And some of them, you know, they knew how many of them could hold out for symbolic reasons and and how many could have, but at no point did all of them sit back and not doing anything and not do anything. And it could potentially threaten like the American people or, or, or our well being. Like, this is our tax dollars. Like, we're paying for them to do nothing right now. Like, totally. somebody's probably tallying what they spent. And it's just like so many W's for Democrats to me. Like, it shows. It gives like a renewed yeah. shine to Nancy Pelosi that she did that. It makes Hakeem Jeffries who, you know, had huge shoes to fill in terms of like political celebrity. <laughs> it's just over and over again, winning, winning, winning. People did not know Hakeem Jeffries name as much last week, like just casual political observers. And they would not had for this. So like his political career also just got a huge boost. Like it's just excellent. Yes.
2: The The last thing I also want to say on this topic is like, Progressives get so much shit in the fucking mm-hmm. media. The media is mm-hmm. always saying, oh, Joe Biden's held hostage by progressives mm-hmm. or progressive the, the radical left is pushing this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Progressives have never fucking done this. Mm-hmm. Ever once to the Democratic Party. Would they never, have never. never yeah. AOC, who's supposed to be the radical, socialist, crazy of the left in the House, has never, never. and would never... Do this they have never Obstructed like The way that the right has they've never Obstructed the way moderate democrats have
3: So say it And I mean I think to To the If you talk to socialists You know they say like That's why they don't like AOC anymore It's because she doesn't do things like that So it's like yeah it's like To losing her political Career in the Strongest people that Believes yeah. in the same thing, and it's her. She doesn't do that shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, so they're doing the votes now, and I'm going to keep watching them um, because Caitlin pointed out with her magical brain that, like, if if he doesn't get to a specific number within a short period of time, uh, then, it, then it's over for him. But while I watch that, why has this been so fun to watch? Why has it been so uh, entertaining? Is it just pure? Like, what's the psychological reason for everything we've been talking about? It's just schadenfreude? Yeah, yeah. I,
2: like- yeah. I think it just you know, um, it just really goes to show kind of everything we've been saying for a really really long time.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, just because you never it. know. Like they've never sort of like had to sort of reap what they've sown, and it mm. is just so magical to see this 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 specific man finally have to pay for like everything that he's done and have made no meaningful allies because he's just has no spine at all. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of
3: investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to rebag.com. get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's rebag.com to get 10% off your first
0: purchase with code REBAG10. So another day, this next story probably would have been our leading story by far. And it is worth noting, you know, we do have Crown Jewels, our own Betches podcast, but Prince Harry has described a time when his brother physically attacked him. Before we go into these really intense details. Did you both watch the series? Did I watch the series? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was, I I yeah, How did it change I, your thoughts or perspective on Meghan and Harry and the royals and the press and the whole thing?
3: I think for me
0: um I think it was a I think it was a
3: really good documentary in terms of like um You know, a good documentary, you get exclusive footage. This is like, now I made this Mm -hmm. thing of like, what is a good celebrity documentary? Because not all of them are the same. Yeah. Yeah. And a good celebrity documentary to me is one where you get exclusive footage and things that like you, you didn't know before or insights into didn't know before that they're actually speaking and being honest about things, about like how they're feeling about things and also like maybe moments where they fucked up and moments when... Uh, they like look back and it's like, oh, I would have done something differently. And they all mm-hmm. did that. So uh, I really enjoyed that. And I think for for me as an American, it really helped me understand the context of, you know, British, the British Empire and all of that. So and then also that, yeah, like that Meghan and Harry are just like nerds. And they're like a nerdy couple and they like each other. And they were actually – they're actually a really good match because they were all – like, Megan was doing all that same shit a long time before fucking she met Harry. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, that – literally that exact point is what I want to talk about when we talk about, I guess, the latest Harry and Megan Let's go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I I had the same impression was that they were – yeah, big nerds and like I don't know. I have a I have a couple friends that remind me of them, and they're a couple. And like I obviously love my husband very very much, and he's a de- yeah. he's a dear friend to me. But you know, he's not a, like I take time to myself. Like you can you know they don't like you know yeah. they are obsessed with each other and they are each other's mm-hmm. favorite. Makes me sad. My marriage sounds terrible, but it's like you know no like no. she probably like doesn't like go to girls' night sometimes because she's like oh can Harry can H come you know that guy and yeah. like. That's fine lame. for that's fine with me. Like she's still a girl's girl, but, but you know, like they're obsessed with each other, and I think that probably, you know, uh, played into this. It's not just like I don't want to say it's not just a normal marriage because all marriages should be like that, but they clearly have like a very 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 strong connection and are always going to be each other's number one, which it seems. Potentially led to to this. So Prince Harry's memoir comes out this week. It's called Spare. I thought it was called that because it was going to like spare no details, but apparently that's a reference to like him being Air the, in the spare. spare son.
2: Yeah. 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 So oh, got it.
0: Cool. Um, okay. McCarthy's still in it for now. Um, <laughs> Harry <laughs> says that the altercation started, of course, super hotly anticipated novel. So this altercation started when Harry says that William called Meghan Markle, his wife, difficult, rude, and abrasive. Harry describes how intentions, tensions here were now extremely high, and he told his brother, you know, I can't talk to you when you're like this. He said that he was parroting the British press. That's what they say about her. So now I'm going to read directly from The Guardian, which has an exclusive quote from the book. William set down the water, called me another name, and then came at me. It all happened so fast, so very fast. He grabbed me by the collar, ripping my necklace, and he knocked me to the floor. I landed on the dog's bowl, which cracked under my back, then pieces cutting into me. I lay there for a moment, dazed, then got to my feet and told him to get out. So, Harry writes that William urged him to hit back, citing fights they had had at children. As children, Harry <laughs> says he refused to do that. We can visualize this, right? William yeah, left. I, can. I,
2: I just, a fucking balding man being like, come at me. Fucking
0: <laughs> hit me, Harold. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he wanted yeah. to be. Yeah, because he's a little kid. It is sort of hard reading this, you know, and I haven't read the book. So, to close it, when William left again, his brother writes that he seemed really like, fuck, like, Um, He said, you know, oh, he said, you don't need to tell Meg about this. And (laughs) Harry replied, you mean that you attacked me? And then William apparently said, I didn't attack you, Harold. So this is just a, like, not scandal, but like this is is so bad for the royals. Like a a story like this is crazy.
2: William, um, I mean, Millie and I have talked about this offline, but I used to mm-hmm. think that Charles was the one who said the racist comment. Now I very much think that it was it William. was William.
3: Yeah, so, like, is- how dark is your baby gonna be? Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I'm getting very much William vibes in yes. that. But the thing that is the, the the thing about this story that really jumps out to me is just kind of going back to what you were saying, like. The coded language of calling Meghan Markle difficult, abrasive, rude. When, as we've seen from this documentary, Meghan Markle is the most normy, California. Just like, hey, she, Meghan Markle, and Absolutely. like I, I, say this it, it like in a loving way. Like Meghan Markle is a beige couch with a gray throw. Mm-hmm. She's that. She mm-hmm. is a tan wide brim hat. Mm -hmm. Like she is, she is a boho chic living room. She is not, you can't convince me that she's like rude and abrasive and aggressive in person. You can't, you can't.
3: Well, and again, that's the criticism that she's, the criticism that she gets from black people, from black Twitter and like black intellectuals is like, um, you know, which I feel like in a way I understand this criticism of like, She was fine with all the royal and imperialism and all that shit. She's just upset that she wasn't accepted by it, which I understand that. But I'm just like, Harry um, Harry would not get with someone who's an anti-imperialist. And an (laughs) anti-imperialist would not want to date fucking (laughs) Harry. (laughs) Like, come on, people. And I'm also just like, she is the best version of... Somebody who's, she's not trying to make big waves. She's just trying to whatever. And also what him, I learned, yeah. same with him. He's like, he was fine. And it's and to that, like, I understand that criticism, but it's also just like in that space of like people who are just anti-incremental is, you know, whatever. Cause it's just like, yeah, like he's not gonna, that's his family. Like he's not going to just completely have this whole revolution and say, fuck off, you know, but he also right. did it in his way. But um, and look at, you know, where he's at now. I think one thing that I learned from the documentary is actually seeing the snarkiness of William, like, you know, mm. and seeing how William like in the in the interviews with the four of them, he would be kind of like a little short and a little snarky. And then when yeah, he seems like a dick. When, yeah, he seems like a dick. And even when Harry got a text he's from gone. William. I wonder when, remember when he got the text and Megan's like, I'm not even going to get involved in mm-hmm. this. There was evolved and like Harry was like so stressed out. And it's just like, I wonder in that timeline, because I think that was in 2019 or something. I wonder it, like when the attack happened, if it was before he got those texts in the doc or after or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Another thing that I learned, uh, hashtag Betches Pups, is that, Harry and Megan really like their fucking dogs. They are do. Always playing with their dogs. I love that. Every about footage them. is. Which in- goes
2: exactly into her being the hat and the beige couch. Yeah, exactly. Like she's just a fucking dog. Oh my girl god. Do you guys know when they had their dog? Get when they had here. all those
0: beagles that needed homes. Megan and Harry were like, give us the oldest, most unadoptable one. I mean Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, that definitely. She has her yeah, he's, dogs. he's. It's. I feel like William, and you know, we can have a whole podcast about this, but William has clearly like taken on all of the resentment and responsibility for the crown that his grandma did, and he is so furious that his brother will not share it with him. But like, it's fucking. It's Harry's prerogative. Um, I will yeah. let you know that Kevin McCarthy has lost the vote to be Speaker of the House. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. No. Oh, my God. For now a seventh no. time. Oh, my God. The way you guys can tell is that I think it's like when you're watching, By if Donald's gets to like five or six, by then it's over because it's such a slim margin and they're only – and so now Donald's is already at seven and, and I, they're only on – they're on like G –
2: i do wonder like does kevin mccarthy have friends to pull him aside and say hey man like you don't have to keep doing this are you okay
0: i think people don't know his safe word is that the problem (laughs) like we're just not hearing it
2: man it might be something's going on seven times tuna fish
0: kevin tuna fish eight times the charm man i believe in you kevin This is scary because this book this this I mean, we are witnessing history at this point. I mean seven. I feel like yeah, seven doesn't sound that impressive if you're not in the context of losing it. But once we get into the double digits of times, because I just don't see the path. I just don't see another candidate. Yeah, we already talked to everybody. I mean, unless literally enough Republicans are like, fine, we'll do Jeffries, but which frankly seems closer than I don't. I don't know. This is bizarre. If I were in there, I would start walking around and be like, "Hey, you know, there's this new girl, Amanda Duberman," and just plant it around, and then and then see what yeah, happens. That's the my theory. I mean, I that's what, what
2: George Santos is doing. You should just. fucking Oh pick my George god!
0: Santos. At this point. Not and like, what is George Santos? <laughs> I mean, we don't normally uh, record on Fridays. You know, if something eventful happens. I'll text the girls <laughs> every day. I'm always oh, yeah. like, can you do a different time? Can you do this day? Can you do this, t- this guest? this we But uh, do too. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, yes. Very generous with your time, of course. But this might, uh, this really looks like it's going to go into next week. We did get to talk about this in a little bit more detail with uh, Congressman Jimmy Gomez. He is the father to Hodge Gomez, the perfect little four-month-old. He was on Aww. the interview. And if you can literally, in this interview, hear my ovaries exploding. Just the cutest fucking kid. Aww. And it's cool because he's genuinely like, this is a new dad. As he talked about, I think he's 48, so became he became a new dad a little later in life, and just sort of explain that perspective and like he's like it's a, you know it's not an accident he's got the baby out there, but it you know he wants to show what it is the reality of being a working dad and and what he's actually voting for. But we also just got some color about the behind the scenes going on in there and whether there is a, di- a diaper changing table in the men's bathroom in Congress. So if you want the answer to that, uh, listen to my interview with Jimmy Gomez, the congressman from California.
1: Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea, they're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash fever dream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: We are back. We are so excited to be with California's Congressman for the 34th Congressional District, Congressman Jimmy Gomez, and of course, his now famous four-month-old baby, Hodge. Thank you both for joining us this morning. I know, I know, we have a packed schedule.
4: Yeah, no, thank you for having us. Uh, Hodge is excited. He's a—I uh, don't think he was expecting oh. all this excitement, but he's been in loving every minute of it.
0: Really? Really? I mean, I am curious what was more stressful, keeping a four month old baby calm on a flight from LA to DC or keeping a baby calm through repeated votes on the house floor.
4: You know, it's, it's interesting. I think most parents there's a, uh, maybe because I'm an older parent, I, I don't really pay attention to what other people think. So mm-hmm. like uh, on the mm-hmm. flight out here, I was stressed out because I didn't know if he was going to scream his head off and he did a little bit here and there and it was up and down, but I didn't really care what other people were thinking, to be honest with you. And I think it's just because babies are going to be babies. And uh, and you have to just accept that. And, you know, they'll will, they will let you know when they're not happy or they're grumpy or something hurts or they need to be fed or need to be changed. And everybody else needs to just deal with it. And I kind of that was my 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 and my wife's uh, kind of a perspective on the fight. But I wasn't like yeah. he cried on the plane. I just didn't care. And then on the floor, people are cool. And uh, yeah. but he didn't really get fussy when he hasn't had a, uh, his bottle. So that's why we're, we're making sure he's getting fed. If not, he will. he will let I, you yeah. know. He's a-
0: I suspect some <laughs> members of Congress were also getting fussy for their, for their bottles after, after last night. I mean, I think that's, what's been so, I think like meaningful about seeing you with your son on the house floor is that, you know, as a lot of new parents know, I'm not yet, but kids are a part of life. They're going to, they're going to be around. And like, if you're going to be a parent who works, there's going to be schedule changes and things that happen. And like kids, kids are a part of life. They're going to be around. And it's been really meaningful. You know, you've, you've seen, uh, you know, women leaders, especially across the, the globe kind of go viral for, for similar acts, but, um, why was it important to you? It sounds like it was kind of a meaningful choice to have your family as part of this week.
4: Yeah, I, um, I got elected in a special election, so a lot of my family couldn't make it out. And then just each turn kind of went by. And I and with Hodge, um, even before he was born, I knew I wanted to bring him to the floor. I wanted him to be part of it. And I always thought, and just I I wanted to show him off. So after he was he was born, I told my family, I said, "Hey, everybody, should come out and and celebrate kind of getting sworn in." I didn't know it was going to be the chaos that we have experienced over the last several days, but. so I always wanted to bring him because my first my, my mother's here who was an immigrant, or my siblings were immigrants, and my brother Javier and I were born here. And I've always said that my story and my family's story is part of just kind of the American uh dream. It's about the American ethos, right? The the like the the idea that you can come here and and, and change your your family's trajectory in one one generation. And I think Hodge plays a a part of that. So I and and I wanted to kind of instill in him that hey this is this is who we're doing everything for he is in essence the legacy that i've been fighting for and and every policy should be um keep him in mind yeah. but also all the kids that don't have the privileges that he had um like my my siblings and i so he he's a he's a lucky kid um but i know that we want to kind of raise him in a way that he's going to give back cuz my my term in elected office will come to an end and somebody else, and hopefully he picks up you know the baton either and, the nonprofit sector, yeah. or business, or elected office, but whatever he does is with that kind of service mentality.
0: He's got a he's got a head full of hair for Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know, a Congressman. <laughs> he can do
4: whatever he wants. My wife said the blue eyes and the black hair. He can be a telenovela star for sure. Definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and is he named for? Is your wife's last name Hodge?
4: Yeah, her name is Mary Hodge, and um, I always liked her last name, and, and from a long time ago, I always wanted to. Name whatever if we ever had a kid, um, Hodge. Even if it was a girl, she didn't like the the (laughs) the the girl being named Hodge. But uh, it's perfect. uh, So we. I mean, I was thinking about it, and then I was thinking, oh, I don't know how that's gonna fly. You know, in Spanish, H is silent, so it's not really gonna work Mm -hmm. in the community. But um, going through kind of the hard delivery because she had a um, four hours. Of pushing in an emergency C-section, and oh then my god! It. And he actually, we had his name as he was just baby, baby G for mm-hmm. for a while because we had it settled on the name, and uh, we're just thinking about it. And then yeah. some friends encouraging, yeah, that's a, you should name him Hodge. We named him Hodge, and that's um, you know, I always say that men don't put put their lives on line to give birth to a child, so we should figure out how to include. The woman yes left him somehow so we named him hodge and then we named him um grant after i like the way it sounded grant gomez but it yes. was after president grant who's from ohio my wife's from ohio and um he was a staunch abolitionist plus he uh kept the the union together and uh you know i i was in the gallery on january 6th mm-hmm. and kind of experienced that and realized that our our, our democracy is pretty fragile, and we got everybody has to play a role in, in defending it and making mm-hmm. sure that it is there for the next generation. The idea of self governance. So maybe I'm putting a lot on this little baby. <laughs> <laughs> He'll but, uh, be
0: a telenovela star, turns <laughs> turns public public servant. I did see uh, your wife has also been sharing and you some awesome images of him getting to explore. I really think you've got the premise of an amazing children's book on your hands already, Hodge. <laughs> to add to his <laughs> to add to his resume, but one question I'm super curious about: is there a changing table in the men's bathroom of Congress? I guess I should ask if there's one in the women's too. I I don't know.
4: So uh, I believe there is. I think if I remember correctly, because there's two restrooms on the off the house floor. And uh, one's uh, for members. And I think I saw a changing just a pad that was placed mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. not a, a changing table, but I, kept, I haven't gone in. So and that's on the opposite side of the chamber of where from the Democratic cloakroom. So, yeah, we were changing him off the, the floor. We're just changing him on the floor of the Democratic cloakroom. So that was just it was easier because, it was, yes, you know, when you got to change, him, you got to change him. And then, but here in the, in the buildings, there are changing tables. We, my office is right across from a men's restroom and there's a changing table. Looks like it was never used until Hodge got changed on a couple of days ago. So uh, yeah, there, there yeah, are changing tables, but it just, it's a big place. Mm-hmm. You know? it would...
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, we were talking, <laughs> we got to talk to Patty Murray earlier in the week and, you know, just talking to her about, you know, the difference in the lines at the bathroom. So I think it is so interesting just how the building reflects, you know, the reality yeah. of the lawmakers' lives at that time.
4: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we wanted to discuss your very visible parenting on the House for this week. But of course, I want to get your broader thoughts on what we've seen this week before we let you go and, you know, what it signals about the Republican Party, especially in Congress. What do you think, you know, the American people should make of the contrast we're seeing? You know, we did just watch Nancy Pelosi and you and your colleagues guide the very narrow majority to piece after piece of historic legislation. I mean, it was a really uh, fruitful session. What do you think the American people, like I said, should make from, you know, what they're seeing?
4: I think they should understand. First, people try to say, oh, this is Congress just being dysfunctional. No, it's not Congress being dysfunctional. Democrats had a five-seat majority over the last two Mm -hmm. years, and we were the most productive uh, House and Congress we have ever had in almost probably the entire entirety of uh, our our history. And we did it with a five-seat majority. And, And the reason why is that members put their own self-interest behind the interests of the country and the constituents. They took risks voting for bills that were compromises, that weren't as far as people wanted to go or farther than their constituents wanted to go. Because in the end, they know that it's not about them. It's not about um, getting reelected, per se. It's about delivering. And that's why we were able to pass the American Rescue Plan that did have The expanded child tax credit, the Inflation Reduction Act, the infrastructure bill. Um, We we made sure that we're protecting the right to marry among all Americans. So we took. Did that hurt some people? Probably, because in some of these areas. But you know what? It was about getting things done. And even folks in the beginning, if remember, people were uh, pushing back against against Nancy Pelosi being speaker. And and what did people do? They 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 managed to figured out. Nancy Pelosi is also a master. She was able to cut the deals necessary to get everybody on board and give people an opportunity to uh, save face if they couldn't vote for. Her. And that's how, but we got she got it done. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's yep. about. It is a big contrast. But also just kind of one of the things that uh, it's about the differences of what we fight for. We yes, believe right. in government. We believe that it can actually help people, empower people, give them an opportunity to change their life. But it, we, it needs to work for working class Americans. Um, when it comes to childcare, when it comes to paid family leave, when it comes to um, making sure people have a, a fair wage for an honest day's work—that's that's what it's kind of all about, and that's what Democrats keep in the in the front of their mind. So it's um, for me, I um, my mom's here, but when she worked five, six jobs a week to make ends meet, with we didn't have health insurance. And I was seven years old, and it almost bankrupted the family between hospital bills and sh- missed uh, shifts from work. So that's where I got my interest in paid family leave. Why I expanded it in California. Mm-hmm. Why I kind of still uh, advocated for uh, hearing in the legis- in Congress. But it, it's we lead by not only our personal experiences but our values. So there is a contrast. Um, yeah. I'm not saying all Republicans are. Uh, you know, want to burn everything down, but there's a good chunk of them that are willing to do it. And it happen, that is yeah. part of their coalition. I'm glad it's not part of our coalition, uh, but that's part of the Republican coalition. And I think it's, it's it's a, it says uh, that we're going to be in for some difficult times in the next couple of years. But we'll, we'll, we're going to, we're going to try to make sure that government keeps functioning and that they can't undo what we've done over yeah. the last several years.
0: Yeah, hopefully they get it together so you you and Hodge can get back to work. And I also hope that we have a new speaker of the house before he reaches his next
4: developmental <laughs> milestone.
0: <laughs> Maybe he's going to start walking out there. Yeah,
4: right now, he's still on bottle. So uh, let's hope that he's. Uh, his first he's not words, on we give it up, food. Kevin because yeah. the, the diaper changes will be a whole different ballgame <laughs> and people don't want that in the Democratic <laughs> clip.
0: Yeah, the newborn <laughs> ones are pretty tolerable. Yeah, thank you so much, Congressman. We really thank appreciate you. your time. Have a, have a good one. Bye, Hodge. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. That was our show. Until the end of Democracy, for Millie Tamarez and Elise Morales, I'm Amanda Duperman, and this is the Veggie Stuff Podcast. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca sous Editing by Rebecca sous Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at subpod at Betches.com. Betches.